0: Hey everybody, uh, Marco Cassano over here, Desert Streaming. Uh, I'm going solo today. Katie is unavailable. She hates us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she's busy with other things. We are getting, um, we're gearing up for our Theology of the Body Institute, Living Waters training called Sexual Integration and Redemption. So we're super pumped about that. Um, so she's super busy. Uh, getting getting that off the ground. So, um we miss you Katie. Also, we have a bird in the office. <clears throat> so, Katie's been trying to get the bird out. And it's pretty funny. Um she screams a lot and it's it's uh yeah, it's 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 excellent footage. Um be looking on the lookout for that that may come out on our, our YouTube channel. Anyway, <laughs> today I want to talk to you about Um, The power of the Incarnation. I know last episode we spoke about the Incarnation and the Chiefs. Go Chiefs, Kansas City. We love Kansas City, but it's really cold here. Uh, It's warm today, uh, a 33 degree uh, high, which is awesome. But we are gearing up for a, yeah, pretty cold weekend. All that being said, proceeding on. uh, The Incarnation, the power of the Incarnation. But I want to talk about um, how that mystery of the Incarnation can, in fact, help us, especially those of us who struggle with same-sex attraction. I think it's so important to probe the the depths of this mystery a little bit more and and trying to understand what it actually means that Jesus assumed a sexual human nature. That has so many implications for us. Um, Now, of course, not exclusively people who struggle with same-sex attraction, but anybody who struggles with any sort of sexual and relational brokenness. The incarnation has implications, you know, the God, man, the divine person, Jesus, the eternal word became flesh. He assumed a sexual human nature. And when he assumed it, what does that mean? He, he redeems it, you know, that which he does not assume isn't redeemed. He assumed it to redeem it. And so for us to say, well, you know, the incarnate Jesus can't really heal persons with homosexual tendencies, It's like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) This is what the incarnation is all about. He assumed it to redeem us, not from our bodies, but for them. And so I just want to talk about my love for that today and how incarnate Jesus continues to free me to be a good gift in this body, you know? So um, that mystery, I think we need to revitalize it. Amen? Like, let's become apostles of the incarnation. Let's become people who are really on fire for, the, I, for the, the mystery that God has a body, has a sexual human nature, and he redeemed it to free us in mind, um, not to uh, sort of uh, maintain, but to, to really thrive, to rediscover, uh, as Pope St. John Paul II says, our lost fullness. So um, I'm thinking about my first experience of living waters about five years ago. A little over five years ago now, and I was in the seminary um, at St. Charles in Philadelphia, a great, great place. Uh, really, really um, provided a place for me to encounter Jesus and be, become a Christian. And it was during that that season of my life that I was I was really struggling with what am I going to do? You know, like what is what is Marco going to be about? Now, at this point in my life, I had confessed some pretty heinous stuff that I was doing within the sim, like while being in the seminary, um, I was, I was pretty clean from that stuff, from pornography, acting out homosexually. And I was, I was really, uh, eager to be a, a man freed to be a gift. And, but I didn't really know what that meant, um, to my particular situation. Like, is my gift capped because I experienced same sex attraction? Is my gift sort of, um, you know, damaged goods, so to speak? Am I just supposed to be a celibate because of my experience of same-sex attraction? So I had a lot to discover, and so I reached out to this priest, and he he said, "Check out this Living Waters thing." And this Living Waters experience, this Living Waters training, we have three a year. Uh, I'll, I'll link the I'll link the link in the show notes, uh, but you should all check it out. But it's an immersive experience that really changed the trajectory of my life, and that I'm not like exaggerating when I say that it really did change my life. You know. A lot of things change our lives, but this changed my life. And I believe it was the power of Jesus incarnate who was calling me to take a risk, to cross a threshold of trusting Him deeper than I ever had before. So when I came to the training for the first time, I would hear these witnesses of men and women who were coming out of homosexuality into the freedom of gift giving. It was incredible. It was, it, was, uh, it was good news to this soul that I never really experienced like a witness of somebody who actually was finding the narrow way through the homosexual experience and, and, and looking for life beyond the fracture, you know what I mean? It wasn't just like, well, it's a really big cross and I'm really holy because of it and, you know, I hope to become a saint one day and find good friends and you can make it work. It was deeper than that you know it was like anthropologically rousing because it was tr- it's true that incarnate jesus wants to go to the very depths of who we are and rediscover something of of our lost fullness beneath the fracture right deeper than the fracture deeper still is this capacity to be what we are <laughs> what are we i'm a man that is my whatness and and who i am depends on how i i go forward in that identity in that reality but i need the help of incarnate jesus and i need the help of an empowered community who have all tasted of this incarnate jesus power to uh, really help us in areas of deep need so as i was hearing these witnesses at this training i kid you not like the the domination of homosexuality was was breaking, you know. It was as if this low ceiling was being shattered by the witness of lives, <laughs> you know. So it wasn't uh, some theological tome, although amazing, uh, or it wasn't like a um, a, a divine um, mystical experience, although those have been amazing too. But it was the power of Jesus. Breaking strongholds in people's lives that I was receiving as a as a participant a pretty naive participant in this arena And I was just absolutely floored and I, I, I dare say something shifted in my life as I was bearing witness to the witnesses To the witnesses of the incarnation And I and I the first time it was the first time I ever experienced like a real hope that I Marco Casanova you know, I could move forward and actually have expectancy for my life. (laughs) You know, it wasn't like, well, you got to leave the seminary. Don't become a priest. But like, you know, I don't know. The Lord will have something for you. It was more than that. You know, it was it was uh, revitalizing. It sort of woke me up from um, a slumber of, well, I guess I just have to check out in in gay celibacy, so to speak, because I'm not really made for more. And, and incarnate Jesus through the, the words of these witnesses was calling me deeper, was calling me much deeper. So I was so grateful for that. I, I I've been uh, a big fan obviously of living waters and, and, and I encourage all of you who are really looking for like a breakthrough in your life. You know what I mean? Like I, you've tried everything and you want, you want something fresh and truly incarnational, come to Living Waters. Do Living Waters. Come to a Living Waters training. That's that's where you'll get to experience uh, a real, I think, a vision and version of the incarnation that is truly transformational, uh, especially in these areas of of deep vulnerability like same sex attraction. So the wounded Jesus, this Jesus who's wounded in the flesh. You know, you can imagine like the uh, the divine mercy here. See. Um, Uh, he's wounded, right, in his glory, the blood and water coming out of his side. Um, He came near to me in my woundedness and helped me to see my wound aright. I would say that same-sex attraction is emblematic of a wound. And my wound is not my identity. My wound is not the sum total of my masculine reality. My wound is a place of profound encounter with Jesus, the wounded God-man who's magnetized to my wounds. Jesus draws near to us in areas where we have deep need, deep shame, whatever the case might be for you. Is it an area of frustration for me? Well, sure it is. But more so than that, it's become a kingdom opportunity, you know? It's been the avenue through which I've come to know Jesus and to love Jesus. My wound as avenue to the incarnational reality. So gathering in the flesh with Jesus and his body, the church, really helps me to keep my wound clean. You know, (laughs) so like for all of us who have familiar sexual vulnerabilities, be it same sex attraction, whatever, whatever your lust of choice is, we all need Jesus and his body to remain clear, you know, and, and so uh, it's, it's frustration, not for frustration's sake, but unto coming into the body, you know, and living waters has been a great training ground for me to, to know that I am a, a wounded incarnational being. You know that I have needs, I have areas of weakness, I have uh, sin to confess, I have temptations, I, I have emotions that I have to be aware of, and all of those are fair game for a, a safe community. Hopefully the church is that for us, right? Where we can come into the light and say, I'm not doing well, I need help here, I need you to pray for me here, I need you to, to, to help me see the path ahead here. Or I, I'm being bombarded by, by old homosexual temptations. And I, I, just, I just want to bring those to the light. And I, and I need to receive prayer in the mystical body of Christ. All of that, I think, is because of the profound reality of the incarnation. He assumed a body, not so that we can only be freed in our body, but so that we can partake in some body membership in his church. You know, we can, we can commune with other people, men and women alike, who are, are with us on the journey to becoming more chaste. So the, the, despite difficult brokenness from the past, living waters really gave me a roadmap uh, beyond my familiar fracture. You know? and, and, and incarnate Jesus is teaching me. He's teaching me how to be a gift in this body. So what does that even mean? What does it mean to be a gift? Because I think the, the whole reason, um, or a reason, why Jesus became um, one of us, why he assumed a sexual human nature, is is it's the ultimate gift. You know, <laughs> he is the ultimate gift, and and his gift allows me to be a gift. Um, his gift allows you to be a gift in your sexual humanity. It's because of his gift. So our wholeness hinges on the incarnation. He is the doorway um, through which we all. Can come into a greater fullness of who i am as man who you are as woman so the incarnate jesus gives us a good deal <laughs> through his incarnation so uh, but i you know like m- most people i think i i hope i hope you would agree we need um we need a road map you know we need guides we can't just do this on our own we can't do this in isolation we can't do this in front of a screen just by you know watching videos and being on zoom I think those are helpful, but I think we're healed in the flesh, you know? And I needed an empowered community, but also um, a a roadmap. I need an accompaniment, but I also need a direction. It's not an accompaniment to nowhere. It's It's an accompaniment with direction, with indeed a roadmap. So what does it mean to be a gift in our bodies? Well, my sexuality, your sexuality has power and meaning. So everyone, everyone listening here is a sexual person, and that means that we have a responsibility to know what that means and and to see our God given capacity to co create. That's just baseline humanity, right? If you're a man, uh, if you if you copulate with a woman, you will probably bear life, and vice versa. That's huge, right? That that potential as a, a sexual human being is is a is a quite amazing uh potential it's it, the fact that you and I are co-creative are are inc- it's an incredible reality and we have to understand <clears throat> and and accept that reality being a sex being comes with a responsibility it's a privileged responsibility that we're a part of the human race it's a gift and it, there's a duty attached to that gift <laughs> the fact that I am a man able to bear life. Uh, in union with a woman, I have to I have to come to grips with what does that mean for me? You know, I think many uh, people in our arena today would say, "Well, I have same sex attraction, so I don't really have to worry about that. I don't really have to worry about marriage or or worried about you know being romantically uh, uh, involved with the other because I I'm I'm gay or I have same sex attraction." I would say, let's look deeper. You know, deeper than the fracture is this reality of who you are, your whatness, you know, and with that comes responsibility. So what does that mean for you? What does it mean to actually um, be a a cooperator in that co-creativity? What does it mean? It's a privileged responsibility. I mean, think about it. The fact that we are able to bear life is an incredible reality. Bare life, women, sire life, men. This is an incredible reality. So, I, But for me, new life? I mean, back in the seminary, I was like, new life? I wanted nothing to do with my sexuality that was generative. Wasn't I disqualified from all of that? I mean, aren't I damaged goods, right? No one wants to be with me, a guy who struggles with homosexuality. But... Incarnate Jesus didn't give me a pass. He doesn't give any of us a pass. It's too costly. It's too beautiful. It's too important. The fact that he assumed it to redeem it. He's redeemed it. He's redeemed it in you. He's redeemed it in me. He is redeeming it in you. He is redeeming it in me. That's too costly a gift to say, well, you don't have to worry about it. No, (laughs) we all have to come to grips with it. We have to face it. And the power of the incarnation invited me to take a good hard look at my responsibility to this body, to my own body, to integrate in this body, to gain self-mastery over my temptations, to manipulate my body for sexual pleasures or bypassing the creator's intent for sex and hooking up with other guys or whatever the case might be for you. We have to, we have to, we have to come to grips with that. We have to face that and we have to take responsibility. What's our responsibility in that? So sex, sex is an important aspect of it. Now people will say, well, that's so rudimentary or, you know, you're, you're, you're not looking at the nuance of all this and whatnot. We love that word today. Nuance, nuance, everything is nuanced. It's so nuanced. I never understand what people are saying, but I think it's, I think it's just safe to say we're all sexed beings and that means that we have a responsibility, you know? So, so look at yourself, you know, as a man, as a woman in your, in your uh, bodily reality, and there, there's something imprinted on that body that means that you're a gift, you know? If you're a man, you're made for woman, and vice versa, if you're a woman, you're made for man. That's a bigger reality than just generating life. It actually has such a deep spiritual implication, spiritual and emotional and relational implication. I'm I'm made to receive. I'm made to give. I'm made to receive and I'm made to give. What does that mean, right? What is What is that? uh trajectory for my life what are what is the destiny for that in that regard for me well i i I dare say don't don't take anything off the table because you experience some form of disordered desire like same-sex attraction don't say i'm not i'm not made for marriage or i'm not made for the priesthood say no um go deeper go deeper and 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 ask the difficult questions well who am i you know and that means that may mean you, the Lord is inviting you to a, a hard look, uh, some difficult work. I totally get it. I mean, for example, the the, the Vatican has particular parameters when it comes to uh, admitting men into the priesthood with homosexual tendencies, and that's totally understandable. But I believe um, deeper still, and this isn't incongruent with that Vatican statement, but to say that you know a man with homosexual tendencies can certainly become an integrated man. That's no obstacle to integration. It may mean he has to work a little bit harder than some other guys, but great. Blessed are you, brother. Blessed are you who, who are invited into a, a challenging marathon of chastity. Blessed are you. That's awesome. The fact that you can you can take a little bit more responsibility for who you are to become. For your sake, for the Lord's sake, and for the sake of the people around you. For your brothers and your sisters, your future wife, or the the church or something you know so all of that is i think is just so important but you know gift giving can be certainly frustrated i get that i left the seminary and i remember i started to date and i was super pumped you know i was like man my name's marco casanova it's a pretty cool name i think i can uh i think i can i can relate to some women and you know and uh, i'm 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 game for it <laughs> well it was a little bit more difficult than I thought. And uh, I had this connection with Desert Stream and, and disclosure of that was a little rocky with some women and, you know, um, disclosure of my wounds, of my experience of same-sex attraction really led to some rejection, you know? So gift giving is hard stuff. Just because you're a gift doesn't mean that you're going to be received, you know? Nor does that mean if you are rejected that you have a pass to stop giving the gift, especially for you guys for me too. So, I had I had to open myself up to the the possibility that my gift would not be received by these particular women. And therefore, I had to kind of, you know, fight fight the temptations that maybe I am just damaged goods and is this vision kind of too too much, you know? Is incarnate Jesus asking too much of me? This whole vision of, like, integration and all of that. Is it too much? So I remember I was in a pretty low state of expectancy, and I went to Poland on a ministry trip. And I was like, man, I'm I'm kind of, I'm, I'm ready to kind of throw in the towel and just go back to the seminary. <laughs> I think I'm integrated enough. I think they'll accept me. <laughs> Maybe not. Who would have known? So I went to Poland and I was on this ministry trip, and uh, I caught. I, I long story short, I met my my now wife. You know, and uh, what is that to say? If you come to a Living Waters training, you will meet your spouse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's not true, but uh, you never know. You know, you never know. But all that all that to say, I I definitely was losing expectation, and the Lord, when I least expected it. Um, caught my attention through this beautiful woman. And I realized that I'm still in the game. You know, I'm still a good gift. And I can try to be a good gift and try to offer my gift to this woman. And uh, it was crazy, you know. I mean, we're in, like, Poland. This is a little little town called Wadowice right outside of Krakow. And so it was a little. It was a little too much. Like it was around Christmas time. It was snowing. Felt like a Hallmark movie. And I thought, is this real? Like, is this even a thing? You know. But we struck it. And I, I told her I really liked her, and she said thank you. She didn't say she liked me back. It's okay, Anya. I forgive you. No, but uh, so but but that's okay. It's like I needed to state my intention. You know, I wanted to be a guy who wasn't going to come back to the United States, leaving my possible future wife back in Krakow Poland without her knowing that I really liked her. So I made sure that I told her that I liked her. I felt like incarnate Jesus was giving me courage, you know? Courage beyond myself. Isn't that like what it's about? It's kind of moving beyond ourselves. That's what the incarnation really is. It's an exodus out of out of, you know, ourselves. It's a you know, it's 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 God condescending to our level in the best sense what I mean by that word is that he, he comes out of himself and he becomes one of us and so if Jesus can do that for me I can do that I can, I can go beyond myself and take risks you know in the name of gift giving and so I did that and we, we started to, to date Zoom dates you know all of this stuff and you know I remember telling her that I loved you and again she said thank you <laughs> uh. It's pathetic sometimes. She she eventually said it back. Yes, my wife does tell me that she loves me today. Can you imagine? So the adventure was great. It was new and it was exhilarating. And you know, we came to know each other. We were coming to understand who we are. And my wife coming out of her own brokenness. And then of course me and my and my stuff. And and just like being able to like to 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 just to be known, you know, to reveal oneself to another. And and to, to be received. It's an incredible thing, you know? And, uh, I you know, I, I meet some of these guys who are struggling with same-sex attraction, and I get it. I get it. It can be kind of like diminishing whenever it's just not working out, or it can be discouraging, or, you know, whatever the case is. I hear you, brother, but I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to keep going. Keep, you, you are a gift, you know? Um, and, and, and when the gift is received, it's so beautiful. And you are meant to be a gift received, you know. And um, I'm just praying that for you, both men and women who are listening to this and who may be just kind of stuck. There is hope, you know. I'm not under the impression that, oh, well, it works for some but not for others. Honestly, that's so dumb. The reality is, is that Jesus, incarnate Jesus, is 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 doing something in your life He's making you a better gift, and he wants you to to give that gift freely. and And hear me right. I'm not talking like all of you are gonna get married. It's not. It's that's not the point. The point is gift giving, giving and receiving, being received, giving and being received as a gift. And you know, like there's a lot to work out. Like I'm, I think I'm a I'm a pretty good gift, but I'm not a perfect gift. I'm a pretty broken gift and a gift giver. <laughs> Ah, it's a work in progress, folks. I mean, honestly, being married, I never thought I'd be refined in the areas that I am these days, you know? But I'm still a rookie. I've only been married for 13 months. Thank you. It is my It was my anniversary yesterday of 13 months, so I'll be receiving gifts. You can Venmo me. I'm just kidding. Um. So the... You know, gift-giving, it, 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 it's broken. I mean, we're broken gift-givers. Well, at least we're gift-givers, you know? And we're becoming increasingly better. Incarnate Jesus wants to make us better gift-givers. This is why I love Living Waters, you know? Because we're constantly in the flow of becoming better gift-givers. And, and, and Living Waters is the grounds of my wife and I, at least. Uh, we want to do that. We want to we do Living Waters because it makes us better gifts, one, one to another. You know, so I need that. I need empowered incarnational communities to help me become a mature expression of the gift, to use language like JP2, to become a mature expression of the gift. Now, what does that even mean? Well, I have much healing, you know, but I'm a guy with a particular experience of brokenness. So just because we've experienced healing doesn't mean that we're, you know, done (laughs) or we don't have to, you know... Uh, deal with our familiar vulnerabilities or the old demons that are knocking at the door that you kind of at times like the sound of their knock, whatever the case is for you. Um, we have to constantly be probing uh, good community and, and the divine mercy that they both help us to, to become mature expressions of the gift. So, you know, all that to say, the incarnation really helps me. I don't think he's going to help you too. I just believe that. I believe the incarnation is uh, he's alive and well, you know, he's risen from the dead. He reigns on high at the right hand of the father and he wants something magnificent for your life. And this isn't like a prosperity gospel, like, you know, believe in God and you'll get the Lamborghini. It's 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 to say, you know, you're made for a purpose and that purpose is gift giving. And the reality of that is so true that it's threaded in your very being in your very sexuality, in your very body. And by golly, I think the Lord wants to do something with that. So the question is, will you let him in? Let him in. The sky's the limit.